Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we get into the stories, I wanted to say I'm sorry that I didn't get this video out yesterday. I meant to post this video yesterday, but I had a bit of a rough day, so I wasn't able to work on anything. But nevertheless, I'm here now. I also wanted to mention that I'm going to be having a new schedule. I'm still going to be posting five days a week, but instead of Monday through Friday, it's now going to be Sunday through Thursday. I don't know how many of you actually care about that, but I still wanted to mention it. All that being said, if you have your own personal true scary story that you might want to share with me, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. Now that all of that's out of the way, let's get into the stories. And remember to always stay hungry. The story happened when I was 14 years old. I struggle with anxiety quite badly, and I have a few methods that really work to ease it. One of those methods is walking my dog around the neighborhood at night. I know it's stupid to say that walking around at night saves my anxiety, but I truly was a night owl, and I could never really sleep at night. And with it being so quiet and peaceful, and no one else being around, it really did feel like the best time to walk. I also lived in a relatively peaceful neighborhood, and nothing really bad happened besides small things, but never anything like what happened to me, and it would definitely change my perspective on those little neighborhoods that you would always think were the safest for children. Like I stated before, I usually can't sleep, which is why I'm a night owl, so one night I was feeling pretty anxious, and I took my dog out and we walked around the neighborhood. Now, I would usually take the same route every time I walk. That way I know how long the walk is and exactly how long it'll take me to get back, just in case I don't want to be out anymore. My dog is small, but I still take her because she's quite paranoid, and she'll bark at anything, even a bird. But it doesn't really bother me when she does that, because it keeps me alert just as she is. She's a Dotson Chihuahua with huge ears so I highly doubt that she wouldn't hear anything. It was around midnight when I started to walk. The sky was really clear, so the moon lit up the whole neighborhood very well, and it just felt very calming. As I got about a quarter way through my route, I saw a red pickup truck with really tinted windows drive by. It seemed like he was slowing down when he was passing me, but I didn't really want to assume anything or freak myself out because I was already really anxious and the walk was really helping me, so I didn't want to stop. But just to be safe, I did take a shortcut that went into a neighborhood that was mainly for older people and I was off the main road in the neighborhood. The red truck had a pretty loud engine, so when he drove away, it was very apparent to where he was. But when I heard him come back, that's when I got a little weirded out because it made no sense. Why would he need to drive back in a matter of like two minutes? But I'd gone down the street, so I don't think he could have seen me, but I could still hear his truck going down the same way that I would have been walking. Unfortunately though, the street that I did take still leads to the main road again, and I was back on the main road and continued walking. That's when I saw headlights, and I realized it was the red truck yet again. I did get a little freaked out this time because he's now gone back twice now to where I would be walking, 
and he passed me slow again this time, but then he turned down the street that I would eventually be passing. So at that point, I decided to turn around and cut through the side street again, but then go on the other side of the road. Not much time passed before I then heard my dog then start to bark, and I then turned around immediately. My first thought was that someone was behind me, and I was right. There I was, the man in the truck, but it looked like he was on the phone and talking to somebody. I didn't brush this off though, as I've seen too many movies to know what's going on. My first thought was that that was the guy from the truck, and I didn't care that he was on the phone, and I made a straight sprint to get away from him. That's when I then heard him yell, Oh fuck, she's running! And he then started chasing after me. I continuously looked back, and I even had to pick up my dog because her little legs couldn't keep up. I don't know if it was adrenaline or just the fact that I was fast, but I somehow lost him by turning a corner, then cutting through two fences, and then hiding on the other side of the house. I'm not sure if he saw me, but his footsteps definitely stopped, so I tried to keep moving so that he wouldn't keep looking for me. I was walking in kind of a crouched position, and I also had my hand around my dog's mouth, because she definitely does bark at every little thing, and I didn't want her giving away where I was. After like five minutes of moving around, I decided to stay in one spot because I couldn't hear him moving at all anymore, and I didn't want to end up bumping into him, so I stayed by another fence. I sat there for like ten minutes, and my dog was getting restless, and I couldn't hear anything, so I decided to start heading towards the front of the house where I was hiding by to see if there was anybody on the sidewalk or on the street. I didn't end up seeing anyone, so I decided to sprint back towards my house, but I didn't stay on the sidewalk. I was cutting through yards. The only thing I had to do now that was out in the open was go across the street, so that way I could make it back through the yards. At one point though, I definitely heard the truck engine again, so he must have gotten back in his truck to look for me. I had to stop where I was and hide by the fence again, and he actually drove down the street because I could see his headlights and hear his truck. I continued to sprint through the yards until I made it on my street, and then I had to sprint down the sidewalk. That's when I finally busted through the front door. I was crying and out of breath and woke up my mom. She was really angry at me for waking her up, but once I finally told her, she ended up calling the cops and gave a description to them. They said they would patrol the area, but nothing was ever heard about the situation or if the guy got caught or anything. Needless to say, I never took a walk at night again, and every time a red truck passes, I always give very bad shivers down my spine. I met this guy from work last year around September. At first I wasn't really attracted to him, but I always saw him at work, and he was very persistent. We also rode the bus together, so he was hard to avoid. He was very charming and funny, so at some point, maybe October or November, we started seeing each other. Now, the first thing he said to me when we met was that he was going to put a baby in me, and that honestly should have been a red flag considering we had just met, but I just took it as a joke. In the beginning, we talked on the phone every day and spent a lot of time together. Then out of nowhere, he just changed. He would lose contact for days and then pop back up like nothing ever happened. 
Sometimes we would come to work together because he stayed over my house. Then he would completely ignore me on our break, purposely trying to piss me off. I know he was gaslighting me, but at the same time, I was so confused and angry. Then he would call me after work like nothing ever happened. He also became very disrespectful and controlling, which I mentioned to him numerous times. Well, anyways, around June of this year, I ended things because I was in a really toxic situation. Since then, he's shown up at my house and announced at least three times. He calls me repeatedly. He's even changed his number or called me from other people's phones. Sometimes he stops contacting me for a couple of weeks and then he pops right back up. Mind you, I made it clear that I was no longer interested. I don't answer when he calls and I don't let him in when he shows up. One time he stayed outside my house for about three hours, pounding on my door and calling my phone, yelling and threatening to break the door down. That day I did reply to his text because he told me he was coming, so I lied and I said I wasn't home. He came anyway, and when he saw that my light was on, he knew I was home. I think after he stopped knocking, he had actually sat in his car outside my home for about an hour before he finally left. The most recent incident was yesterday. I was at the casino celebrating my mom's birthday, and he called me. I told him I wasn't home at the time and hung up, then put my phone down. I ended up staying overnight at the casino. Well, when I got home, I checked my texts and he showed up to my house yet again and was waiting for me to come home as if I told him to come there. Maybe I should block him, but I'm kind of afraid that he'll still show up and I think I need to be aware if he does. This happened in the fall of 2018. For reference, at the time of this story, I was a 19-year-old girl living in a medium-sized city in Georgia. I had gone downtown to hang out with a few friends from school for a late-night dinner. After eating at a Mexican restaurant, we had walked around downtown enjoying the cooler weather and the really nice breeze before going our separate ways. This was around 11 p.m. at night. My friends had all driven together and had parked real close to where we had dinner, but since I had arrived later than them, I had a hard time finding parking, so I had to park at a parking garage around a half a mile away. Well, I had about four or five blocks until I reached my car. After walking two blocks, I had passed this older-looking homeless man sitting on the sidewalk with a sign that said, Hungry, anything will help. We made eye contact, and it was then that he asked me for some money. Now, I never carry cash on me, so I gave him an apologetic look, and I told him I didn't have anything to give him. He looked me up and down a few times, and I stood there very uncomfortable, until I just started to walk away. It was then that he got up from where he had been sitting, and then started walking right behind me. I pretended I didn't notice him, and I picked up the pace and walked a little faster. I only had a couple of more blocks to go until I got to my car, but it felt like miles. I turned around every five seconds or so to see how close he was to me, and each time I turned around, he'd be even closer. I started going through my purse to get out my knife and pepper spray, 
just in case he tried something. Feeling emboldened by having a knife and pepper spray, I turned around and yelled, What the hell do you want? He got this angry look on his face and started giggling creepily, reaching into his pocket for something. I didn't stick around to see what it was, and I took off, running the last few blocks to my car. I eventually got to my car and drove home crying and shaken up. I told my parents what happened when I got home, and they told me that the next time that happened, I needed to call the police. I know nothing actually terrible happened to me in this story, but not knowing what he was reaching into his pocket for is something that still keeps me up at night sometimes. God only knows what he was trying to grab. Thanks for listening to my story, and please stay safe out there. There's some really crazy and disturbed people walking among us. The story goes way back to 1998, when I was 16 years old. I was with my two other friends who I'll call Ben and Jake for privacy reasons. So it was a late summer evening on a Saturday, and I was sitting in my room listening to some 80s rock, as teenagers back then would do. I got bored after some time, and I went outside to meet Ben and Jake. We were chilling in Ben's garage for a while, and drinking beer and smoking some pot. We got bored pretty quickly, and we went out to do some teenage shit. I remember that we were walking down this narrow path by the woods and down towards a lake. Back in the late 90s, there was a popular hangout spot for teenagers there, so we were hoping to see some other kids there. When we arrived there, though, there was no one there except the sounds of the crickets out in the tall grass. We sat for a while on a bench and just talked for about 15 minutes when Jake wanted to go to an old fishing hut out by the lake. We all agreed on going inside and exploring it, and we entered the hut. While Jake and Ben were walking around and breaking shit, I couldn't shake the feeling of being watched. We went upstairs and there was an old wooden boat lying there with a fishing net over it. We were kind of checking it out when, all of a sudden, we heard the wooden door to the hut then creak open. We could hear heavy footsteps entering down below, followed by heavy breathing. We all just stopped dead in our tracks and almost held our breaths. There was a five second break that felt like an eternity when suddenly a man then spoke in a drunken voice. Hey, I know you're here. Come out, come out, wherever you are, you little brats. The heavy footsteps started to walk towards the stairs as the old floor creaked underneath. Jake went inside the wooden boat and the rest of us followed. We put the fishing net over our heads and didn't move. The man arrived upstairs and we could hear him stumbling around. I can hear you. We were sitting dead still, but I could feel the fear in all of us. The man was walking around and moving stuff. I was trying to think of a plan to escape without being caught, but we were literally like sitting ducks. Suddenly we could feel the fishing net being ripped off. Oh, here you are! Jake reacted the fastest, and he pushed him away so that the man fell on his back. We all ran like hell out of there and through the tall grass into the woods. We could hear the man give a chase, but gave up, probably due to his drunken state. 
We all went back to Ben's garage and fell onto the couch out of exhaustion. Jake then told us that the man had apparently dropped a knife when he fell onto the floor. We all just sat in shock for the rest of the night. To this day, I can't help myself but wonder what would have actually happened to us if Jake didn't push that man. I still remember everything about that day. The weather, hot and dry. The work, easy and mindless. But mostly, I remember the moment my life was stolen from me. Stolen by a stranger, and I was the one who handed it to him, with a smile no less. I'm a small woman, 5 foot 4 inches, 90 pounds soaking wet, mixed race, Italian and black. I was just a few weeks into a new job in town, and things were going beautifully. I was the sole employee working in a storage facility. It was easy work, showing units, renting units, taking payments, and so forth. At this facility, all of the storage units were in rows behind an electronic gate. Customers would pull up to the gate box and enter their code. The gate would open and they would drive through. I could monitor this through a window that just sat above the keypad. If I looked up and caught a customer's eye, I would smile or nod, just trying to project a friendly demeanor. There was no forewarning that my brief smile was about to turn my life into a nightmare. He looked, for want of a better word, normal. He was a young man, mid-twenties maybe, average appearance, tall and fit. I saw his gaze, but it felt like more than that to me. I looked up from my computer, and I saw him staring at me very intently. I gave him a brief smile and went back to my work. He stayed at the gate for a bit longer than normal, but I just ignored him. Finally, he went on his way. This became an everyday thing. He would show up and just sit outside the gate, staring intently through the window at me. It didn't take long before I started to feel very creeped out. On occasion, I would be outside sweeping or cleaning, and I would feel the eyes on me. A quick turn, and there he would be, at the corner of a building, just staring. He would smile or nod, and I would return the gesture before returning to my work. He didn't approach or try to talk to me, just the unnerving stare. I even convinced myself then he was possibly impaired cognitively, or even autistic maybe. And each time it happened, I would shrug it off, give myself a mental shake, and carry on. I can't say for certain how long it was when I saw him away from the facility, but I guess it was about a month or so on. I was grocery shopping, and I turned into an aisle, and there he was. It startled me, and I made a sound of surprise. Oh, sorry about that, I said, maneuvering around him. No problem, beautiful. You can mow me down anytime. His voice was deep and smooth, and it made my skin crawl. I gave a flustered laugh and practically ran down the aisle. At the end, I glanced back to see him standing in the exact same place, staring at me. Always staring. This continued for several weeks. It began to seem that anywhere I went, he would be there. He didn't approach or try to initiate a conversation. 
He would just lurk in the corners and watch me. I could feel myself getting anxious and even paranoid, my gaze darting this way and that, always searching for him. I even developed a kind of sixth sense. I could tell he was somewhere around because my skin would always trickle and flush. My friends dismissed it, saying that he probably just wanted to ask me out. They urged me to just ignore him. I tried. I really did. That is, until the morning I woke up very early and pulled open the drapes on my front windows. There he was, standing in my front yard, staring in at me with a very creepy smile on his face. I gasped and jumped back, stumbling over a coffee table and falling on my bottom. I scrambled to my feet and looked out the window again. Gone, as if he had never been there, as if it was some sort of figment of my mind. The next time I saw him, I gathered up my courage and confronted him. What were you doing in my yard? He looked at me as if I had grown two heads. Um, your yard? He said in a puzzled tone. Um, I wasn't in your yard. Yeah, you were. I stammered. You followed me shopping, getting coffee. He gave me a look of amusement and said, It's a small town. It's not that unusual to run into people. And then he chuckled and walked away. I stood there shaking, hyperventilating. I wasn't crazy. I hadn't made this up. I stormed back to the office and I pulled up his records on the computer. Strike one. The unit was rented to a company. Strike two. People with access were listed only as staff. I called the listed number and spoke with the business owner. I explained what was happening, described Mr. Creepy, and I asked who his employee was. There was a long pause. Finally, the man then said, Miss, I have three employees, but none of them are the person you're describing, I assure you. Strike three. It was a gut punch. I managed to convince the man to change his security code, however so that that would keep Mr. Creepy from getting access to the site. Then I went to the police station and I lodged a complaint. As I didn't have a name or any information, there really wasn't much they could do, but at least the detective told me there would be a file. A couple of weeks passed without a single sighting of my stalker. I was thrilled. I even began to relax slightly. I began to believe that I had scared the creep off. I think that is why the returning pricking of my skin then hit me like a brick wall. It was early evening and I was finishing up some raking in my yard when I felt it. He's here. My mind screamed at me. My head swiveled as I then scanned every bush and tree, each corner and car. Nothing. I hurriedly put away my rake and scurried into my house, locking the doors and checking windows closing drapes and blinds. I grabbed a long knife from my kitchen drawer and pulled a canister of bear spray from a junk drawer. Then I sat down on my sofa, twitching and jumping at every creak. Hours passed with nothing happening and my adrenaline just drained away. Eventually, I drifted into sleep. What woke me was the slightest of sounds. I blinked away the fatigue and shook the fuzziness from my brain. Night had descended as I'd slept, and the room was only lit by a small nightlight in the hall.
but it was enough to reveal the man standing less than two feet away from me. I screamed and lunged. I thrashed about, finding my bear spray just as he grabbed my throat. I tried to spray him, but he was facing the wrong direction. I struggled to aim it at him while I kicked and squirmed beneath his weight. Finally, I hit my mark, and he screeched, releasing his hold on my neck to claw at his eyes. It was enough. I managed to wiggle free and run. I ran out the front door and down the street, screaming at the top of my lungs. Lights turned on left and right, and front doors yanked open. I ran into the arms of an elderly neighbor, and I sobbed hysterically. The police were called, but by the time they arrived, my attacker had escaped. I was taken to the hospital and treated for minor wounds and major shock. The figure must have snuck inside while I was in the yard raking. They found a sort of nest in my closet where he was hiding, just waiting for the right moment. I left that town shortly thereafter, and I never told anyone where I was going. Mr. Creepy has never been caught, and I fear that he's out there, stalking another woman. I still live in fear. My life now includes a security building, cameras, and self-defense classes. All I know for sure is if you feel something wrong, pay attention to it. It can save your very life. It saved mine.